Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Hello, everyone. It's that time for the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, where we answer questions about technology, explain the way they should work, and why they don't sometimes. And now here's your host, John C. Morley. Hello. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another Jay Moore Tech Talk show. And, of course, welcome my great co-host, Marcus, who's with us today as well. We have a great show today, don't we, Marcus? Yes, we do. Uh, looking forward about tech- to it. Yes, yes. I'm always looking forward to it. And, you know, when we're thinking about, you know, technology and we're talking about different things that are happening. I think what a lot of people don't uh, really realize, Marcus, is that technology has really helped us evolve and kind of cope with uh, COVID-19. I mean, there's just so many things, you know, we hear a lot of challenges about, you know, uh, we can't do this, we can't do this, we can't do that. But with um, the technology, and I'm not talking so much about a cure or a virus, I'm talking about other, other technology that's helping us live our everyday lives. Uh, let's talk about... Um, in, uh, in Wuhan, um, China, they're using robots in this one particular um, area of China to deliver meals to people that are quarantined. As you know, in China, uh, they're a lot more strict than we are in the U.S. I was talking to uh, another friend of mine who was going back to um, another place in Europe. And uh, the thing about it is that when you land uh, over there, they actually pretty much have you fill out a form Mm -hmm. and then the police actually check on you like every two hours (laughs) they have to see you're at the window and if they don't see you they call on your cell phone oh wow if they don't if they don't contact you and they they don't see you face to face then they start dispatching someone for you oh oh really (laughs) imagine that I, I, I mean, I mean, I know we have to have our freedom, and in some countries they don't yeah. have as much as we do in the U.S., but I think that's really taking an extreme. I think it's great that they're doing that. I know in the U.S. they're trying to have limitations on certain states, and I know when people fly in from, like, Florida, they're saying you have to fill out a form. But the truth is, uh, Marcus, they're not really enforcing it, like in New Jersey and other places when they come from Florida. They're trying, okay, um, but they're not doing nearly as close of the job as they're doing in other countries. And I think we could do better. I have to equate it to one thing. Politics. Now, we're not about politics on our show, but I have to just say it's about politics. Um, We have the resources to do it. Our country has just decided not to do it. Indeed. It it definitely seems as though uh, you know, they don't want to spend the money on what will protect us. They rather, you know, uh, spend it on what will return back to them tenfold. Exactly. And, and I think the big challenge is as as we keep hearing about these things and they're all talking about, you know, getting the economy back, which is great. I think we have to focus on what we need to do to protect our world and not just worry about our economy, because if we don't protect our world, there won't be an economy. Yes, I, I, I agree. I, I can't agree with you more. And you really dropped uh, an, an important, you know, uh, point there, John. And, um, and, you know, it seems like what they're doing with these autonomous, um, you know, delivery vehicles uh, on the public roads, uh, you know, out, up in China, uh, it is, a, you know, uh, it really is a good way uh, to uh, really uh, protect, protect their, you know, uh, their people. Um, you know, whether you hate China or not, uh, they are looking at you know, innovative ways, uh, and they are light years of, uh, ahead of us uh, in terms of yes. um, innovation and thinking, yes. thinking of ways to protect their people. And, and you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know why we're not in that same you know modality. Why are we not so concerned? Uh, you know, like I said, you know, Wuhan is is uh, sending these robots around to a hotel to give the quarantine people food because they don't want to have humans coming in contact with other people that could potentially have the virus, which I think that is really, really smart. Um, in Beijing, China, the interesting thing over there is that they're actually using local little mini robots, really small ones, 
and yeah. they're delivering food to people's homes or on the street. Uh, imagine you, know, you go to it, you put the order in, you pick it up, and literally it's going to this one person or this house, and then it basically opens a door and you pick the food up. So it can't really do much more than one delivery. But I think that's really great because now we're not tying up a human resource and we're taking out of the equation the fact that somebody could potentially get sick. Yeah, uh, and not only that, you know, I, I can see where, you know, um, you don't have to worry about the robot, you know, making a pick stop anywhere, you know. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to go right to your door and, and possibly on time, too, dodging the traffic. Exactly, and and I don't think the only pit stop it might make, but it's not going to make it on its own. I think it might need to have a charge stop at night, and I think it might need to have an oil if it even uses oil. I don't know if they do or not. Um, most things that have moving points needs uh, moving point parts still need some type of lubricant. So I'm sure they have that uh, in the equation. But you're right; it's not going to go stop and do a, a typical pit stop to use a restroom or or something else, and uh, it's probably not going to call in sick very often. Yes. And they don't have to worry about it coming down with the virus. So more on COVID, um, you know, Marcus, there's just so much in our world we hear about COVID. Uh, different technologies to try to protect us and scanners and all types of things. Another thing that's becoming really uh, prevalent is, you know, going to restaurants. I'm not sure if you had a chance to go to a restaurant lately. Uh, oh, when no. you go to a restaurant, <laughs> you, you dine outdoors. You have to wear a mask, right? And they escort you to your table, which is not five feet. It's like 15 or 20 feet away from another person. And this is why you got to make reservations. Uh, I know one restaurant by us, you have to make reservations a week in advance. Wow. This one place has spent a fortune to build over 70 tables outdoors. That's crazy. And <laughs> they have two bars. And uh, in addition to that, they're booked for a week. Jesus. So not only that, now when you go to a restaurant, so you, you get escorted to your table. As you get escorted to your table, then it's like your free pass to take your mask off. So everybody you're dining with, they have to be comfortable with you taking your masks off. So I guess this is why they say don't dine with strangers. <laughs> or if you're on a date, you have to make sure you're comfortable because you're going to be taking your mask off of the table. And you're probably a little bit around five feet, maybe a little less, a little more. So... You know, you got some risk in there, so you really got to know who you're going out to dinner with or who you're going out to lunch with or breakfast yeah. for that matter. Uh, but I think people are still concerned, Marcus, about, you know, when they go out, they go to the table, they take their mask off. The minute somebody gets up, they put their mask back on to use the restroom, they come back out. Or if they wait online, you're waiting like everybody has the plague. You know, you're waiting not five yeah. feet, you're, you're waiting like 10 feet apart of each other when you're in a line. And what a lot of places are doing is they're asking you for your cell phone number. And they're saying, hey, uh, what's your first name? What's your last initial? Uh, good, well, we're going to text you right now. And then we'll text you again when your table's ready. So that's another piece of technology out there. I mean, I know that's happening with some of the warehouses out there. You have a scheduled time, but then they still can't have so many people in the store or the warehouse at a given time. Another thing that's really happening at restaurants is let's just take the ordering process. Well, now when you go to order a restaurant, uh, people don't even want to hold menus anymore. They're afraid they might get contaminated. So you could scan a QR code, a quick response code on your table with your, your little smartphone, yeah. and it pulls up a menu. And this is like a multi-million dollar industry. The graphic industries are charging these restaurants a fortune for updating their menus and just to have this monthly service because you know they have this little sticker on the table mm. and, and they're charging them a lot of money. Okay, John. You know, uh, look. Sounds like uh, you're you're fading out a bit. Uh, your sound has uh, lost you, John. Uh, as John continues to um, ramble a bit, uh, John, your sound. We're losing you on the sound end, John. We can't hear you, John. <laughs> Okay. So, uh, so while you were while you were talking, John, uh, your sound went out, and we might have lost audio there for a second. Yeah, we okay. lost audio there with you for a second. 
so what I was saying is the QR codes, I think you heard me about that, the QR codes, yeah. um, they're charging these restaurants a lot of money, these QR codes, an awful lot of money. And it was the restaurant menu company that came up with this idea because they're charging it every single month if they want to update it, things like that. It's a service. Well, not only that, now you got to pay for your bill. So you could pay for your bill one typical way, which is to pay with cash or to pay with a credit card. And then they bring you this cute little uh, bottle to your table. So after you've touched the money or you've touched the paper, you can go ahead and uh, cleanse your hands. Hopefully you didn't get the virus. But they're also doing something now called contactless payment. Mm. We've had that for the Apple and other devices. You could take your device and literally just pass it over and not even have to touch it. So, you know, I think technology is really bringing us into a, a whole new world and now with touchless dispensers, right? There's a, there's so much stuff around when, when we think about technology. I mean, going to a restaurant and, you know, now knowing that uh, – you have to go to a, a restaurant and put one of these masks on. Did you ever think you're going to have to go outside and have a fashion statement to wear a mask to actually just go somewhere to eat or yeah. shop? Yeah, I never <laughs> thought about. I never thought that I'd be having to, you know, look see which color my mask is and, uh, and make sure it goes right with my my entire you know uh, outfit. So, you know, so I, I have different color mask now. So, yeah, so uh, <laughs> you know. Well, you, you, got, you, got, you, got, you got you got to be fashionable. Yeah. And now uh, another company recently started coming out with a device, and you probably have heard about this. There, people had these portable, um, let's say, thermometers, you know, where they could point them to your head, but you have to take your mask off so they can actually get to your head. They hold it away from you, and now the new norm for your temperature. Guess what? It's not ninety-eight point six. That's what I was always taught it to be, right? Yeah, it's ninety-seven. Ninety-seven is a healthy person now. I'm like, oh, wow. when did that happen? When did they make the change? Yep, you're 97. You're good. 97 <laughs> what? You're just 97. You're good. So what they do, round it up now? They just rounded it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I think I guess that kind of makes sense. You know, uh, you know, I think I think we were taught taught uh, about the, you know, if it's op- if it's uh, five or more, you know, then you round up. Well, then it, should, then it should be 99, right? <laughs> yeah. Because the way I was taught rounding is if it's five or more, you go up. Yeah. If it's less than like a four or less, then you go down. Exactly. So shouldn't it really be, I don't know, 98. Should, you know 98.6, uh, I guess that's where they came up with the, with the, with the 97. They did round down, but I, I don't know. I just, I just, it doesn't seem like a normal number. No, it it's seems not. seems like it's not like a healthy number i don't know i'm no. glad it's not 99 yeah 99 that that seems that seems very feverish well, what they're finding mark is that these little devices that they're selling from china and all over the place for 39 dollars now online and some a little more are not that accurate oh that's you what put a battery is. in them and you know they ask three or four questions like we well, around about covid within the last two weeks did you have covid any contact, you know if has COVID within two weeks. If you fail any of those questions, well, you can't come in. But not everybody's doing that. They're just taking a scan. Now, the restaurants are doing this. Your doctor's offices are doing this. Your high-end banks, your investment offices are doing this. Security offices, they're scanning your head. But now they're not even doing that anymore. What publicly traded companies aren't trusting this little device anymore from China. They're putting in anywhere from a $4,000 to a $15,000 camera that gets installed in their facility and you basically stand there, take your mask off, hands to your side, and it does a scan of your body. And it tells them what your temperatures are and if it's too high, they don't let you in. Wow. So this is where, you know, companies are going. I was at a restaurant the other night and uh, I walked in to use the restroom and there was actually very similar to like an iPad, but it was a little smaller than that. And it basically had a color and as soon as I walked by, the automated computer said, okay. Now, if you walk by that and you're not okay, it comes back and it sets off an alarm. So I, I do give a lot of these small businesses, um, I should say credit, because I think, uh, you know, we're not going to be through this tomorrow. And I'm sure you know that too. It's not going to be over tomorrow. So we have to be diligent. We have to use the technology we have. I know when I go to some of these places and they have these big flexi shields up, you know, I feel like I have to get a shield out or something in front of me. <laughs> uh, but, you know, these shields are not enough. They're, yeah. they're, they're not enough. 
you know, uh, the virus can spread so many different ways and uh, you still get these people that they feel like they're... You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Above wearing a mask. Right. I, I, I don't know what you do with these people. I mean, don't they understand that it's not an ego thing? It's it's about protecting ourselves and protecting others. Yeah, you know, again, you know, we and I, I know we talked about this before on you know previous episodes. You know, uh, uh, it, it's still just about that rebel spirit for a lot of people. They they feel like you know, if we're in a country where we're supposed to be able to do what we want and live how we want, you know, why? Why should I be told to wear a mask? But then again, you know, it's it's about the protection. It's about the protection for yourself, um, you know. But then you wonder if, if they're the same people who don't use condoms. So well, exactly. So, <laughs> so that'd be the irony of it. it, it that, uh, that that that's the whole point, and that it's that one place, you know, that one time. Uh, I know a story of uh, somebody that. Uh, Actually, their whole family got the virus. And the reason they got the virus is they went to a softball game that their granddaughter was at. And at the game, they actually wound up having this game. They were playing great. But the people don't have to wear a mask when they play sports, which I think is kind of oxymoronish. But I get it. Because you can't breathe with these things on very well. Right. And so the one person was off on the bench. And that person had a mask on. The other people did not all those three people that were near that person they later found it the next day oh that those three people had covid Mm. now luckily their families had only caught it and the other people didn't catch it but isn't that just being careless now how did they get it now it wasn't the sports that caused it it was the fact that they went out to a fourth of july party oh wow I, i i mean not to say that anybody's imperfect or perfect, but, you know, I think we have to exercise some due diligence, right? I mean, we have to at least try to do the right thing. We have to practice social distancing. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that we have to wipe down our food for 10 minutes. I mean, I usually wipe down each item before I put it away. But we don't have to get crazy and wipe it down like 10 times and be like, a, you know, <laughs> very compulsive. But I think we do need to take these things seriously uh, and understand that it's, you know, being done for our benefit. But, you know, where's technology going to go? I mean, now we're talking about things like contact uh, tracing apps and uh, the ability to actually know when somebody has COVID. But the question I have is, how reliable are these people that are actually putting the data in the computer? And now where is somebody's privacy? If suddenly you tell me on my phone that somebody has COVID, where's my personal privacy? Where's my HIPAA privacy? Yeah. So when does that, you know, when does that change? And, and I noticed, too, without getting political, I noticed, too, that a lot of people, they keep bending these rules to make it fit for them. Uh, one particular uh, person, again, I'm not going to mention the name, but there was a particular person in office that uh, actually had uh, made the rule to extend the number. Mm. Well, after um, their daughter got married, he was thinking about lowering the number again. He raised the number just in time so his daughter could have an outdoor um, wedding. (laughs) So, you know, I think these rules can't just apply to some. They have to apply to all. Right. Uh, I mean, look at the fact when we learned in our own state where people weren't wearing masks, they figured, well, they don't need to wear a mask. They were tested. I, I don't think they get it. 
No. I, I don't think they get it. I mean, what what would you like to see, Marcus, as far as technology? What, what, what do you wish was out there that would make our lives better? Is there something that you wish that was maybe developed or maybe that we should have today that might make our lives a little better if you could think of something? You know... You know, that, that's a real interesting question, you know, that you asked that, you know, being that, you know, uh, there there's so many things out there and sometimes you, you feel like you're overwhelmed by so much technology around you, especially when you want to uh, decompress it sometimes and just get away from it and, <laughs> and maybe go out into the woods. But even if you go out into the woods, woods you, you know, you still will want a little bit of something. Uh, so, uh, you know, I guess uh, for myself personally, um, you know, if, if they had anything, um, it would be, you know, uh, something better to, you know, uh, detect, uh, detect the germs, you know, so, <laughs> you know, which, which I know I, they, I, I, which I, I know they I, have I, things I, out I, there. I agree with you. I think we have the ability to do it again, not to get into a political realm here, but I really believe the reason that we're not coming up with something is political. Yes. Um, you know, we had the ability to, you know, to cure cancer many years ago. Right. And they, uh, pharmaceutical companies kept the cure out of the mainstream. I mean, I love this one product that a company came out with. I thought this was interesting. For under 30 bucks, uh, they have this piece of metal. You take it in your pocket, maybe you've seen it, and you use it to push the elevator button to open a door, and you don't have to touch the other button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and it goes on your key ring. So now I have a question. You put it on your key ring, you put it back in your pocket. So what do you do? Do you disinfect it before you put it in your pocket? Do you like, like, so how do you get that germ? If there was a germ on the button, how do you yeah. get that germ before you put it in your pocket? And now you touch it with your hands and then you put it in your face and now you got COVID. So, so I, I think some of these technologies that we see out there are, are good. But I think another problem I see is, is that a lot of people don't understand that technology is here to make our lives easier. Uh, it's not here to rip people off. It's not here uh, to cause people more challenges, you know, or more frustration. It's here to make our lives easier. And right now, uh, the technology that's making our lives very easy is, you know, every time you got to wash your hands, you got to wash your hands. How many times you got to wash your hands? And they say you got to wash them for so many seconds, right? Like sixty seconds. Yeah, the birthday song, you know. I, yeah, I, bird, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Well, the thing is, you wash your hands. And then you use that Purell or these other, um, you know, uh, sanitizers. One thing, I don't know if I told you about this before, any of these sanitizers out there, you take them. And if you were to, not that we're telling you to light them on fire, but just to test the flammability standard, I was just curious. You light that on fire and then you extinguish it. Now you come back to that same thing a few minutes later with another piece of paper. It's so flammable that it reignites right away. Mm. So... Using these different sanitizers um, have a very high flammable rate, and I think that's a big issue. Uh, I'd rather use soap. I, I would rather use soap. Yeah, I, I'm a big soap guy myself, John. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I, I have heard many, many um, different uh, horror uh, negatives of um, using sanitizer repeatedly you know i'm only going to use sanitizer maybe uh one time out of the day and the rest of it is soap for me you know so i, I, I do the I, same I'm thing glad i you brought go, that up <laughs> i uh i go to i go to church now our church is open and uh, you have to have a ticket to go to church whoever thought you'd have to have a ticket to go to church or to go to your place of worship, right? Wow! So, it, so it's like a, uh, like almost like a like going to a music event out now. Huh? So there's only they have about 50 chairs set up. Uh, I also read, but if you're not reading, you need a ticket. Any ticket is fine. And they use um, what is it, Eventbrite? And uh, you have to go. It's free. You get a ticket, and then when you go there, you tell the security guard, who's a, a police officer, you mm-hmm. tell them your name, and they look your name on the list. They check it off. And they're there for a couple of reasons. They're there to make sure that, you know, basically they're not, they're looking for people that are going to cause a problem. Right. Um, if you're coming all the time and they don't find you, it's not a big deal. But they're trying to make sure that something isn't being done that could cause a problem. And if mm-hmm. it does cause a problem, then they're going to make sure they take the steps, you know, to get rid of these people. Mm. And I have to say, uh, at least I know our church has been doing a fantastic job with that. Uh, well, getting back to the sanitizer, 
I bought one of these really mini sanitizers because I don't like to use it a lot. When I go to church, now they have these great big, big bottles everywhere. But they would like you to use the sanitizer before you receive Holy Communion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you receive it, you spray your hands in this, and then you can use it. But I just find that, you know, if you wash your hands in the morning, you wash your hands again, and you know what you're touching, uh, you know, you just got to be careful. I mean, if you're in an environment where you can't control this, I mean, let's talk about UV lights. I mean, there's a lot of people that are very crazed on these UV lights. Have you heard about them? Oh, yeah, definitely. But t- the, the new UV lights are like, uh, I think they're like under 150 bucks, 130 bucks roughly. And um, they're a portable UV light wand. And the good thing about them is that they clean or supposedly clean um, your household, your wardrobe, uh, toiletry areas, all without any chemicals. So you're able to carry this UV light, you know, outside your home, take it out. And supposedly uh, they say it's going to last for 50,000 hours. That's a lot of hours. Yeah, that's a lot of hours, actually. That, that's a lot of hours. But, you know, I have to say one thing about these devices. There's another company that makes a, a wand you might know. I think their wand is like under $1,000. And you put this water in and then you put these tablets in. And then based on that, you basically go and you spray. Uh, it uses a, like an electrostatic. So when the spray comes out, it causes um, a charge. And that causes it to disinfect. But my challenge is, okay, this is okay for a hospital or maybe a place where there's a lot of germs, but in your own home, let's think about when you were in a sandbox. I'm sure you can recall when you're in a sandbox, and many of our viewers can recall that. Yes. Playing in a sandbox, and if you didn't have a sandbox, okay, well, maybe you just played in the dirt, (laughs) Uh, you know, (laughs) or you played in the mud, (laughs) whatever you played in. And, you know, did you really worry about disinfecting yourself when you played in the mud? I mean, you came home, you took a shower, you took everything off, and you were a mess. Uh, And that's why they gave the room, the laundry room, the nickname, the mud room, because you come up with mud. And, uh, you know, did you really do anything? No, you you basically, you took a shower, bath, whatever you did, and and you had dinner or whatever you're going to do. But now, it seems like they're putting in our mind that people need to be concerned about this. I'm in the belief that our body... Most bodies that are healthy, I believe, actually build up an immunity to something. Right. Now, I don't know a lot about the COVID disease. Obviously, it's different. But most diseases, if you are able to build an immunity to something, then your body can fight it. If we get rid of everything and we make things too pure, our body is going to stop being able to fight. It's going to say, hey, why should I fight? You're making everything clean. Now, the one time you got something, your body's going to Oh, I forgot how to do that. I mean, this is just this is just my stupidity. What do you think about that, Marcus? I, I think you really are uh, hitting the right points there, and you know, and, and what and what you're saying actually just you know, uh, if you if we were to take that and then roll that out, you know, we are turned turn the whole floor into platinum, you know. So, you know, so <laughs> it's really awesome because uh, you know a lot of people don't really you know look at you know the fact that you know the body system you know can't. Uh, can adapt and you know it's built to adapt you know um if you if you have a healthy immune system uh you, you can fight off a lot of this stuff and with you know uh because why were you able to play uh, play in the mud and and have mud pies so <laughs> and, and you had no issues back then you know yeah. nobody had these all these allergies there were some allergies right but it seems like when you put something marcus into the mind and you think about something. I, I'm a strong believer mm-hmm. of, you know, where you focus energy is where it's going to go. And if you think about something, you know, in our world, everything that ever existed started out in the mind as a thought. Yes. And so I like to tell people everything is created twice in our world. It's created first in the mind and then created again in reality. And... By just taking that paradigm of how of how that works, it really makes you think that our thoughts are very powerful. Yes. You know, you've heard about the sugar pills, which had no semblance to getting people better, but they told people it was a cure. If we told people there was a cure for COVID and we gave them a sugar pill, I'm not saying to do this, but... I believe there's a lot of people that might heal themselves. Our mind is yeah. so darn powerful. Yeah, the mind is powerful indeed. 
And, you know, you give it a suggestion. And, you know, the media knows this. The media knows this. They're, they're, they're not stupid. You, you, you come up with an idea and, you know, you start talking about something. Oh, I must have this. I must have this. And it's like, this is why a lot of these people, you know, they watch these medical shows. I'm like, stop watching those shows. Why? Well, because you're healthy, right? You learn about all these diseases. And now, and it's not that I mind people watching them. I talk to a friend. He's like, oh, I think I might have this. What do you mean? Well, my stomach. I said, why do you think that? Well, I was watching the show. And this girl on the show, she has said, stop watching the darn show. <laughs> because you were healthy before watching the show. Now you feel like you have an ear problem. You have a stomach problem. And you suddenly, you, you never go to the doctor at all. And now you have always a, well, yeah, but, but maybe it's just so I'm missing. Like, no, 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 you're putting this in your mind. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes. You know, you're, 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 you're putting this in the mind, and I think, you know, the only people that advertising doesn't work for you might have heard the thing from Sims before many years ago. An educated mm-hmm. consumer is our best customer. Well, guess what? When it comes to advertising, it's not. <laughs> An educated consumer is our worst customer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, and I think people don't realize that they have the ability to fight things. And they have the ability to make a difference in the world. But the media has come to us so many times and said, well, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. And people get into this corner, if you will. I mean, the media does it. I think the media does a lot of good things. But I think sometimes, I mean, well, let's face it. What do they try to do, Marcus? They, they, try to, they try to sell papers and they try to sell their publications and their shows, right? They want advertisers. But I just wish that people would be able to give the truth about technology or about COVID or whatever it is. And if you don't know the truth, then don't say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think you're I think you're burning people by giving them information that's not accurate. And now you got people. I mean, look at the thing what they said about the mass. Clear one. No, you shouldn't. I mean, they keep changing their mind. Now they're saying that five and six feet is not enough. How many times are they going to keep changing the rules? I think the real issue is this, Marcus, is that they don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, that's absolutely, you know, uh, the truth there. You know, um, you know, a lot of times uh, they, when something like this arises, they don't know because it's, it's something that's natural and... Well, you know, in this case, we we're not even one hundred percent sure if this natural. You know, so no, it is getting it is getting so crazy. Yeah, and now as we are trying to adapt, Marcus, to this new microcosm of living, right? Called yes. the new norm, I guess is the big buzzword. We have people that are in school, and they're not really learning right now. They're supposed to be doing distance learning, but they're not. Right. You got people at home that are, uh, I call the kids at school, they're doing babysitting service. That's what they're doing. <laughs> you got people that are, uh, you know, going to work. Uh, one of the largest, uh, you know, Twitter, they allow people to work from home now. One of the largest conglomerates in Germany, Siemens. Mm. They're allowing people to work from home two days a week. And they're a very conservative company. And... The funny thing, Marcus, they don't care if you're home sitting in jeans with your laptop crawled up at your windowsill or on the floor or in your bed. They really don't care as long as the work gets done. Now, I'm not talking about having a, a one-to-one meeting with somebody, but they don't really care how you are as long as the work gets done. Right. And, and, I, and I think that should be the standard for a lot of companies. I think that if they allow more virtual working, 
and you have the right person. I don't think it's it's the right thing for everyone. If you're not the right personality, you're not disciplined, well, you're going to be a slacker, and, and you're not going to get anything done, and that's not going to work for them. But I do think there's a lot of people, whether they have families or whether they have uh, situations where, you know, maybe they just need to sleep a little later, but they need to get the work done, and they need that flexibility. And if they're on a team, well, obviously you have to report in for meetings, but I just think it can be done. A lot of companies are now seeing, look at real estate, which we'll talk about in other shows. Real estate's going away. A lot of real estate, people are leaving offices, except for companies that need to exist. But getting back to an important point with schools, right? So one particular school uh, that, that's very close to us, as you know, the Franklin Lakes, Oakland, Wyckoff District, uh, which is the Oakland and uh, Franklin Lakes schools, uh, they're actually announcing what they call hybrid courses. And even... Rampo College, they're doing hybrid courses. So what's a hybrid course? Well, very good question. First of all, they're saying this is going to be in effect till about October of 2020. Now, first of all, Marcus, how do they even know that this is going to be open over by the end of October? Do you know? Did no, somebody call you and know. say, hey, it's going to be? I mean, we don't know, right? We don't know. And I think that to tell people this is just crazy. You just say, look, we're going to do this, and we don't know when it's going to be over. Don't put dates in people's heads. It's going to be over when it's over. We hope it's over by the end of the year, but we're not saying it's over by the end of the year. The way it works is about two, roughly two to three days a week, um, the school, uh, basically, and one of them was Rampo Indian Hills, uh, instituted the hybrid learning model. In fact, they announced this on July 24th. Because of some schedule challenges, we weren't able to air this originally on Friday. But this came out just to, uh, just just on uh, basically the uh, the day of our show, which I thought was very apropos. The Rampo Indian Hills Regional High School District uh, is going to be instituting a hybrid learning model, and uh, they're going to begin it um, with their fall semester. Uh, the district made this uh, announcement, and this actually came from Beverly McKay. Uh, who is the superintendent of schools at both districts. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Franklin Lakes, Oakland, Wyckoff, if you basically have someone that's going to school in those places, you could choose to go to school in either Franklin Lakes or uh, basically in Oakland. You could go to either one of uh, those schools, and if it was the other school, then you, you could use uh, Franklin Lakes. So they had that, that flexibility. And what they're saying is that this model is going to continue until October 23rd. But again, who told them it's going to be over October 23rd? Uh, So some learning is going to happen virtually with the students like it's happening now. I don't really know how much learning is happening. I know I've talked to some students and they claim that they just log in a certain time at 8 o'clock. They just have to sit there. They can go have breakfast and they can watch TV, mute themselves. And as long as they're logged in the computer, they don't bother them. I think there's something wrong with that picture, Marcus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it really does kind of feel like they're kind of setting them up here, you know, um, for, you know, some real failure. It, it's, it's not really a controlled environment anymore. It, it, was, it was such a rapid transition. You know, um, there, actually, there was no transition present, uh, you know, the first time, the first go, you know, uh, when, you know when the emergency happened. Um, when the public health emergency first came out and, you know, and all the kids got pushed into these virtual uh, learning, um, quote unquote, settings. Uh, so right. now, um, you know, even with my kids, you know, I've seen it. it. You know, it was a big of a struggle to get these kids to even. Are, are, they, are they really learning, though, Marcus? You think they're really learning? Oh, you know, I, I really don't feel, feel like no. they are, you know, because it, it, it's, it's just they have to adjust to this. It is, it's really something they have to adjust to. The attention spans are too short. They have to adjust to it, but I think it's a little more than just throwing people on technology. I think the schools, they're an educational facility. They need to teach the students not how to use technology. And but I, think I think the they teachers need, themselves need to be yes, educated. Yes, they need to be educated on how to, how to use the system. I think that's the problem. They're not using the system to, let's just say, the right way or the most, with the most resources possible to maximum benefit. They put people on a Zoom call and... You stay there, and I don't think they're even using breakout rooms. I know they're not using voting. No. They use the chat room, the chat feature, I mean. 
And I want to make a quote that McKay had said. She says, and again, I quote, with fewer students in buildings allowing for additional physical distancing, the use of face coverings and increased cleaning and sanitizing protocols, we feel assured risk mitigation will be improved. Mm. So uh, obviously um, it's not the full plan for the 2020 school year. Uh, and they're saying that it's going to change as, as different things arise. Now, this isn't just happening here in Franklin Lakes. It's happening, I understand, across the globe. Yeah. It's happening in colleges. Um, the uh, Just our own county, Bergen County, uh, Office of Education has pushed back the deadline for their plans from July 21st to July 31st to start their procedure. So they're not even ready yet. Uh, and they're trying to get their districts ready. Uh, the plans now, listen to this one. The plans have to be presented, okay, no later than August 3rd, 2020. <laughs> so they're putting together committees to see what learning's supposed to be like. I, I just feel that they're just wasting so much time with this. And by the time they figure this out, it's going to all be over, yeah. which is great. But I just feel that, I don't know, I just feel that they're not they're not doing the most that they could be doing. And I feel that in terms of what we hear from the state, from our government, you know, they want to get the kids back to school and that's fantastic. But getting them back to school, what cost, Marcus, if they get back to school and now one kid has COVID, what do they do if one kid gets COVID? What do they do? Send the kid home? Yeah, that's exactly what they're going to do. You know, um, they got to do more than that, Marcus. They yeah. got to close the whole. They got to close the whole school. Yeah, yeah. Because it, one kid mean possibly usually means more than one. You know, so <laughs> because you got to think about it, they're riding the bus together. They're they're in the lunchroom together. They, you know, it, and it, you know, it ain't no telling how many other surfaces they didn't touch. So you know, this thing is not really being planned out. You know, and it's it's really a rush job. You know, really. Um, a job set up for failure. So, um, so yeah. this is what this is what they're saying from the superintendent of schools. Uh, they're saying to return to school uh, details and a survey. So they're saying that schools in New Jersey will reopen for in-person instruction in the fall. This is what they're saying. Students are going to be required to wear a face covering when physical distancing of six feet is not possible, unless prohibited from doing so because of a medical condition. I have to laugh at that. I mean, yeah. how do you how do you know somebody has a medical condition? Well, I have a medical condition. I'm sneezing, or I have a. I mean, I just feel like that's like a, a get out of jail free card. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so apart from this, um, the the different academies they're opening schools, and uh, you know they're consulting with the AAP for guidance on issues affecting students, which is great. They're doing this. Uh, they're getting considerations from for the coming school year to review things. And they say they're looking at the negative implications and the consequences, like that one kid, I guess, you know, getting COVID and having to shut the schools down. Schools should consider a physical distancing standard for pupils of three feet with face coverings as feasible, which is the same standard set by the World Health Organization. Mm-hmm. So the needs of students receiving special education programming is, is going to demand an utmost priority right now. And they're going to try to figure out how do they do those one-on-one sessions uh, and mitigate viruses. But here's the real here's the real kicker. So the role of reopening um, committee, which is a specific committee called the role of reopening committee, actually has a name. Uh, it consists of members of the board of education, uh, association, teachers, parents, nurses, and administrative teams. So it's great they got a lot of people. Yeah. So they're going to gather information to generate a plan. Oh, that's great! I'm glad they're going to do a plan. <laughs> so many people say they're going to do a plan. If we had a plan for for our state, we wouldn't be in this mess. Their core goal is for all students to be in school as much as possible while preserving the safety of all students and staff in the school environment at all times. In addition, the initial parent survey indicated that approximately, listen to this, 83% of parents intend to send their children to school in the fall. Wow. 83%. That's huge. So now... A more specific study formulating from work of the reopening committee prior to the survey has noted some key highlights that they're going to be considering. Classroom desks. 
will be forward facing and spaced three to four feet apart. That's it. <laughs> all <laughs> desks provided four all, all desks, excuse me, provided four panel desk shields that are twenty one inches high. So they're gonna have a desk and then you're gonna have this this plexi thing all around you. Oh that's gonna be fun. Yeah. Uh, all students and staff provided uh, all students and staff provided protective masks. All right, well I'm glad they're gonna give masks out. Yeah. Limiting student commingling with travel and travel within school buildings. How do you limit commingling? Yeah, uh, tough luck with that. <laughs> I, I don't see how that's going to work. Yeah. Daily health screening questionnaires required for students and faculty. Now they can lie, can't they? Yeah, they can. Daily contactless temperature checks prior to entering the school building. So that doesn't take very long. Uh, but we know that taking temperatures is not enough to actually get somebody, you know, to find if they have COVID. You could maybe not have a temperature and still have COVID. Uh, the phased hybrid approach with students attending school every day for a minimum session to be continued with afternoon remote virtual support, including staggered drop off and dismissal times. So they're going to change the periods of the times, the lunch periods, and they're hoping this is going to cut down on the traffic. They're hoping. Uh, providing before and aftercare options. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. It's for parents. That's going to be fun. Hiring additional personnel to disinfect high-contact areas. I know just one condo association, they paid close to twenty grand to keep their association by adding an extra cleaning. <laughs> the addition of orthodox air filters in each nurse's office. Okay, so now they're going to put them in the nurse's office. Why aren't they going to be in the rest of the building? I guess, can you... Am I missing something there? Yeah, but... Shouldn't probably, they be everywhere? Probably sounds like, you know, maybe some something ran out of the piggy bank there, you know, and... Electro here. Remember, I told you that those sprayers, electrostatic disinfectant sprayers in each building. Mm. You know, like a thousand bucks a pop. Wow. And those tablets are not cheap either. Oh. And provide every student with an electronic device. Well, that's interesting. Oh, so you know what they're going to do? They're going to track the students. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so now they're going to have this wonderful app, and they're going to have this software, and they're going to pay somebody. And they're going to watch and make sure students don't get close. That just sounds like a very intense policing, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it kind of sounds like, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the NBA um, uh, startup season with, their, with them being in the bubble. Um, you know, so it kind of sounds like what they're doing with the NBA players, you know, um, policing them, you know, having the little trackers on them, making sure they don't get too close. And, and you know, uh, so, yeah, it's. Pretty hardcore. You now, know, they, now, so. they, now they, here's the thing. They don't say this, Marcus. They don't call it a tracking device. Did you notice that? They call oh, it yeah. an electronic device. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you might as well just call it a tracking device, you know, uh, or, you know, or a microchip. So, so. It says the plan must be submitted, okay, on July 13th. It says, well, the company survey no later than the 13th, and the plan must be submitted to the executive county superintendent by July 27th. Hey, that's tomorrow. Yep. Therefore, they anticipate gathering the necessary data and be ready to open up. Now, I mean, all this sounds great, but you know, Marcus, I'm an engineer. When you put numbers on paper, right, and you add one plus one and you get two, you get an answer, right? Or you take right. one minus one, you get zero. That's a factual answer. But when you get all this gray, or I call it fuzzy logic, how do you do that, especially when it's equating with somebody's life? Mm. I, I always say... Uh, you know, when you deal with somebody's life, there's a lot more that has to go into it than logic. Uh, you may recall many years ago when we talked about the mis- the silos and the missiles. You remember War Games? Yeah. Okay. So you remember that was based off basically a true story, uh, not about the Whopper and all that. But the, but what I'm talking about is how they have missiles in the silos, and there are Minutemen in the silos that have to turn the key when given the mark. Two mm-hmm. guys have to turn the key at one time. Yep. If one person in that silo is not up to turning that key, does that really mean that they pull a gun on that person? Or was that just in the movies? Or does that really happen? 
<laughs> you got to wonder, you know. Uh, it, it seems like, you know, uh, it, it seems like that probably would be, that probably would be the case, you know, um, given given the the climate in in which uh you know, the government operates in, you know. So, um, you know, we we're talking we're talking if they want to enforce something, they're going to find a way to have it have it done. And, but you know what? But you know what they did, Marcus. You know what they did after that movie, and they've done this in the, in the silos now. They've replaced the Minutemen. You probably know this. They replaced the Minutemen. They're not there anymore. No. You know what they put in? They put in a computer system that can launch the silos automatically. Yes. So now we have technology and supposedly safeguards. I'm not really keen on that. Because now a computer is making a decision to whether a missile should be launched. I mean, they say it's not really that way. But there's no retracting back that ability. If you try to disconnect something, it would see it as a direct threat and it would still launch the missiles immediately. Mm -hmm. So I just feel that when technology is involved and a person's human life or more than one life one life or many lives are affected I just feel we gotta be careful with technology I think it's good to use it and it can give us great factual information but I don't think it should be the be all decision to us making another decision which could be life threatening Mm, you know what I'm saying I I, I think now that we're getting you know we can read x-rays by computer that's great and we can give reports, but I still think it needs to go through a naked eye. Right. And we still have to look at things. Uh, now they're doing surgeries with uh, assisted robots, and although that's great, and they claim that they're all just assisting, okay, I don't think we're in the phase where a robot, they claim that it can, I don't really agree. I don't think a robot understands working with a life. It just understands a person as an object or a substrate or a chemical or a composition, right? Right. It doesn't know what an emotion is, what love, what a feeling. It doesn't know. I mean, we can synthesize it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I just feel that there's just so much out there, and we get into artificial intelligence, and this gets into a whole other bailiwick, which I'm not going to go to right now. I just feel that technology is great, but we have to appreciate it for what it's good for. And when technology comes to the front and it replaces human beings, I'm not saying that it replaces human beings to make a job easier or maybe cuts back on a workforce. I'm saying when it cuts back on human beings to make a decision. I mean, making a million widgets, it's got to calibrate a knife or calibrate something to make something. That's not a big deal. That's not life threatening. Mm -hmm. But we're using it to make a decision on on things like uh i'll give you a perfect example there there's a um there's a system out i can't actually give the name but there's a system out there for for security reasons that actually regulates a type of airflow now i think that's great but the way it works is the airflow system actually makes a decision but it doesn't do anything it just alerts somebody that can actually step in and make a decision to decide were to route air or something because that airflow could be the difference of whether someone lives or dies. Mm. So I just feel that when technology is our forefront, we have to understand that there's so much good technology can do. But I'm not here to scare you, but what I do want to impress upon everyone and, of course, our our, uh, watchers today is that you remember the hack we had many years ago with... um, the nuclear power plants uh, and some of those plants. And they used actually a Siemens component. Sorry, Siemens. They make a lot of good things. But unfortunately, <laughs> this the controller they made was very low end. And it was not designed to be anything robust. It wasn't behind a firewall or anything like that. And they just no. put it right in there. And they got in there and they changed one bit. Suddenly, that made a difference to whether something was unstable. All these technologies, this is why I always say to people, when you automate something, are you automating something that can make a difference in your life? You know, is it going to make a difference in your life or is it something that is going to be a problem if it goes haywire? 
if your sprinklers don't work, not a big deal, right? But do you really want uh, a system to be able to control whether you get in or out of a building and there's no manual way? You know what I'm saying? So I just think we have to be, I guess, concerned about these type of things and just understand that technology is there to assist us. We always have to have a manual backup way to do something, especially when technology fails or maybe it makes a decision that may not be uh, to our liking, but we also have to protect it so that it doesn't allow somebody that shouldn't make that decision, like our security. Does that make sense, Marcus? That makes a ton of sense. And, you know, you you really put things into a bigger perspective in terms of, you know, uh, this whole uh, era that we are moving into. uh, The digital era. Yeah, in this new, this new age, you know, this this thing we call life here. So, you know, and real soon it's going to be human life versus robot life, you know, and and AI life. So, um, you know, so we got to be prepared for it, and you know, and and I'm I'm glad you just brought up all these interesting bullet points here today, and and, and really just uh, gave us the the the, the, the philosophy of of uh, what what our mindset should be shifting towards. Uh, so, you know. Um, you know, as we window down here, you know, um, you know, what should, what can we expect for, you know, maybe upcoming things or some things that you got come, uh, um, uh, Sure. Up? So in our next episode, uh, as you know, we do the, we do the Jay Moore unboxing. It's not live, but we have a separate channel that does our unboxing, which you guys can also check out. And we also have our Jay Moore reviews. And uh, one of our recent unboxings was actually um, a shredder. Uh, we're going to talk in our next episode about security and shredders. We'll talk about some of the reviews that I did, some of the unboxings. And uh, we're also going to talk about, uh, you know, the differences between a P3 standard and a P6 standard. But real quickly, I'll just tell you, if you were to just take a piece of paper and cut it with a scissor and put it in the garbage, somebody could take that and piece it back together, couldn't they? Yeah. But if I cut it more ways, so that's what we'll talk about, the standard. And there's actually a standard, Marcus for destruction and if you're going to destroy things and you want to make sure that they're going to have a very little chance of putting them back together and possibly compromising your integrity or my integrity or our identity then i think that episodes everyone's going to want to listen to i know everyone gets bills at home uh, or they get credit card offers but you know just getting those bills at home or or getting those offers you probably take those and throw them in the garbage don't you i'm going to tell you on the next episode why you don't want to do that you're not going to want to miss it but before we do wrap up what i want to let you know is that if you have a business and you have a product that you would like me to unbox you can let us know about that uh you can find us right here on the uh, jay moore tech talk show you can visit our website at jmor.com if you'd like to catch up on previous shows you can go to social and see all of our shows there as well but i think you know, this show is here because of you, and I want to uh, inspire you all with great information so you can make the decision uh, that um, you need to make. And actually, the last review that I did uh, was not a great review because what the information that was mentioned was not exactly the way the device performed. And so I'm going to talk about that and explain how sometimes the advertising people um, sometimes confuse numbers like bottle numbers. Uh, product numbers, and you think it means something, but then again, it means something different. That's why it's really important uh, to read the specifications on on different products. But that's why we have the the Jaymore Tech Talk Show, and we have the uh, Jaymore Unboxing Show, and we also have the Jaymore Review Show. And very soon, August first, we're going to be launching um, Helping Seniors Show, uh, a brand new uh, channel that we're going to be launching. So again, if you have uh, a product. Uh, you'd like us to unbox? Let us know. It could be something as small uh, as a paperclip, something you could put in your pocket, uh, something that you can hold in your hand, something you can carry, something you have installed in your home, your business, or even something you drive. And I'll be happy to unbox. Now, a car I can't actually unbox. <laughs> I could probably take a, a towel or I could take a cloth. Or, but I will get into almost any product that you want me to and report back to you the honest truth. Um about it so you guys can um, you know make the decision but eventually we'll be taking callers on our show and we'd love to hear from you live nice so uh, thank you so much for that John and uh, thank you 
uh, wonderful viewers out there and also listen, listeners too who are uh, playing this back uh, and those who are on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube as well. Uh, and remember to like, uh, be sure to like our channel and also uh, hit that subscribe button on YouTube so uh, the YouTube knows to send this out to other people and it knows who to show them. It really helps us a lot and I appreciate you sharing this great information. Absolutely. Uh, so we will return back to our original time, which is f- Friday, which is 4.15 p.m. Central Standard Time, 5.15 uh, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so uh, until next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Jay Moore Weekly Technology Show, where we answer your questions about how technology is supposed to work and sometimes why you have challenges getting it to work that way. For more IT support and tips, just text IT support to 888 That's IT support to 888 and you'll get tips on technology. I'll see you next week right here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Remember, jmor.com. don't have to live with chronic pain downtown's health can show you a better way joint pain back pain pain that sits and waits downtown's health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy call downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992 now in lowry or downtown